Hello and welcome to the 12 Minutes of Workplace Health podcast. I'm Harry Bliss, CEO and co-founder of Champion Health, and today we're joined by Johnny Benjamin, MBE. Johnny is an award-winning mental health campaigner, film producer, public speaker, writer and vlogger. In 2014, Johnny's social media campaign with Rethink Mental Illness to hashtag find Mike, the man who talked him out of jumping off a bridge when he was suicidal, went viral and led to Johnny becoming a prominent speaker on the subject of suicide. Johnny's also the founder of the mental health charity Beyond, a charity supporting young people, teachers and families with their mental health. And he's also a published author of two books. The latest book is The Book of Hope, a collection of quotes, poems and stories by himself and others to inspire recovery and hope. This is an absolutely cracking session. Welcome to the podcast, Johnny. Hello, Johnny. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very well. The, the, I was going to say the sun's shining in Sheffield. That would be a lie. Um, it's blowing an absolute gale outside, but uh, nice and warm here and looking forward to our, our chat today. Um, what I would love for our listeners, and I'm sure many of them will be aware of you from your Channel 4 documentary, um, The Stranger on the Bridge, is just to share a little bit about your story, because I found it hugely inspirational. And I think hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people have done as well. So if you can share a little bit about that, that would be fantastic. Yeah, sure. So um, I grew up, I grew up with mental health issues. And um, I was really ill in my sort of uh, end of my late teens, I got really ill. Um, and I was put into the hospital when I was 20. And I was given a diagnosis of something called schizoaffective disorder, which is like um, sort of a combination of schizophrenia and bipolar. And that for me was like, um, well, it kind of felt like the end when I got that diagnosis. I just didn't see a future. Um, I stayed in the hospital for a month. Um, and then, yeah, I, I just, just something in my head like snapped, like literally just snapped. And I just said, I can't do this anymore. It just, it just was just too painful. And so um, I made a plan to run away from the hospital uh the next day and to go to a bridge and that was it um and so i went the next day i managed to get out of the hospital and yeah i ended up on the edge of a bridge um but fortunately for me there was this stranger that was walking past and um he stopped to talk to me and there was just something about this young guy that just i don't know um it, it was just different it, everything just was different with him um just he he was just so non-judgmental and just so at ease with everything that was going on in, in my head and uh, so positive. And um, yeah, he, I don't know, he managed to change my, what was going on internally, I guess, a little bit and, and managed to, you know, talk me away. And But we didn't, we were meant to go for a coffee afterwards, but we didn't get the chance of police, someone had called the police and the police turned up and... I got taken away and I got sectioned um, and it was I guess the start of like a really long journey to you know getting back on track and um, yeah. when I finally was like you know um, doing better when I started talking and opening up I decided to launch a search to find the guy um, didn't know how it would be received and didn't know if we'd find him but wanted to raise awareness of you know mental illness and particularly suicide and the campaign just took off and went viral. And, you know, amazingly, we found him within like two weeks. 
uh, which is wow. you know the power of the power of Facebook, and we were reunited, yeah. and yeah, um, it was just like kind of magical um, being reunited and you know getting to say thank you and then starting to work together. Um, yeah, it's been quite a uh, it's hard to put into words the journey I what bet. it's what it's been like actually. And I'm a very emotional man, and I've, you can probably see some tears in my eyes having, having a conversation here. And uh, it's yeah, this the story is just absolutely remarkable. And I, I want to unpick two things from it. The first one you mentioned opening up and talking. Um, what was the impact that that had for you? Um, and I, I'd just be really interested in, in in hearing from that. Yeah, it changed it changed everything to be honest. Because um, it was horrible. It was horrible, you know, not being able to talk I was struggling with my mental health and also my sexuality as well I was really I come from a Jewish family and a Jewish community and you know I it was just like living a another false life you know like a, I, I felt just always um not of this world you know what I mean I, I just felt yeah I was always like an outsider I was never speaking my truth and it was just horrible. And then finally, when I started to talk, I just, uh, it just, I know it's a cliche, but it literally made all the difference. It made a world of difference. Um, things definitely changed for the better at that point. And the name of the, the gentleman, what, what is his name as well? Because I'd love to unpick just the, the emotional intelligence that, that he must have had and still has. Um, mm. And would love to just get your thoughts on how we can get more humans like that in the world, and whether we can, whether we can train people um, to be to be more like that. So I got his name wrong. <laughs> uh, in my search, I called the campaign "Find Mike." I thought his name was Mike. Um, you know, I I didn't remember the little details of that thing on the bridge. I remembered how he made me feel, not not the little details like his name. So I called the campaign "Find Mike," but. It didn't matter because you know he came forward. So and it's yeah, maybe it's we turn we it's a joke now. It's a it's a joke that we <laughs> have between us. It's funny, um, and you know he always says he didn't have any training. He didn't have any training. You know he didn't. There's no mental background. He was just human, like really just human. And anyone can do that. Anyone can. And, and I think for me, the key was listening, actually, looking back, like he really listened, like no one else had listened without any judgment. Um, and anyone can do that. Anyone can be that listener. But it's hard. It's hard. And I think we need to train people more in how to actively listen, because it is tough when someone is telling you, I, I have it all the time. You know, I go through my relapses and people still find it really tough to listen when I'm struggling and in pain. And um, it's because we're not used to you know really listening we're used to kind of oh gosh I've got to say that like I've got to say something back I've got to respond but just honestly the power of listening I think is so undervalued yeah and I think a lot of people would see themselves as, as solution focused and I guess we don't always need a solution um to, to what we're facing sometimes it's just being heard um and being being felt like you're you're listened to and, and valued I guess as well um what one thing I'd, I'd love to, to find out is what's been the impact of now sharing your story, it must have had such a huge impact that it's almost impossible to, to measure. And also what you're up to now, um, to being able to support the next generation of, uh, of people um, coming through into the workforce. Yeah, I mean, um, it is hard to measure that, that impact. Of, uh, I just know that it's helped, it's helped me to become um, 
a better support to other people. You know, I'm, more, I'm much more sensitive now and much more able to listen to other people when they come to me. A lot of people come to me with, you know, various different issues and uh, often I'm the first person that they've told and it's a real privilege, you know, when someone opens up to me. So um, it's, it, I think sharing your story can only really have a positive impact, you know, um, on, on yourself and on other people as well. And it's helped me to do the work that I do now, which is a lot of work with young people, a um, lot of work in schools and colleges and universities and um, I have a charity beyond and yeah we, we are trying to do what we can to help and support the next generation who are really struggling with their mental health um, I know I'm generalizing but a lot of them are really struggling it's been such a tough you know few years with the pandemic and you know the lockdowns like not just young people obviously it's been huge for everyone but particularly young people it's had a really enormous impact and so um just trying to do what i can or what we can as a charity to help support the people that are you know growing up in this really quite difficult world i think we live in and and there's so many things going on with with children's mental health and young people's mental health and from not being able to access services quickly fast enough um the lack of research within there what are the things that you're doing and i suppose there's a lot of parents that are listening to this podcast what can they be doing to support young people's mental health as well? Yeah, uh, it's such a tough one. There is so much. There's so many layers to it, I think. Um, so uh, as a charity, we're all about trying to offer support, support to people. Because as you said, there's massive long waiting lists for support right now, like CAMS, the Child and Adolescent Mental Health Service is, oh gosh, it's so stre- stretched at the moment, you know. So we're trying to put uh interim support in place in schools and colleges um all over the uk um through through funding through grants um but i think you know like like with my story so much of it is is just really listening to young people when they start to open up you know whether it's like social media or the stress of of work of, of school work or uni work or going into the workplace listen really listen to them and um don't try and fix just listen and don't judge don't tell them to turn their phones off or do you know what I mean like really 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 listen um and just try and encourage them to you know it it might take a while for someone to open up it it took me a long time to to start talking but you know be patient and be um and persevere you know if a young person you're, you're worried about them um you know keep just plant seeds we call it planting seeds you know maybe just um, going for a walk with them and just just seeing if you can, you know, have a conversation. And maybe it's not the right time, but maybe the next walk will be the right time. Do you know what I mean? So um, I think the key is not to give up. We're, we're very quick to give up on people, um, but don't give up. Don't give up on someone if, you, if you're concerned about them. Keep, keep pushing. Keep gently pushing. I absolutely love that. And I, I've got one time for one final question. I would love this to be the 12 hours a workplace health podcast and uh, and to just pick your brain on so many things but in terms of when someone doesn't want to open up and I've seen it I've even had it with myself in the past mm, where sure. I've not felt comfortable opening up it what didn't feel like the right time or the right situation environment person to open up to what would be your advice to that person that is is encouraging them to um to, to open up well I think it's important to look after your own mental health first first and foremost you know uh, I go into a lot of schools and I see young people supporting other young people, but they're not looking after their own well-being. Um, 
you know, it's like the oxygen mask analogy. Um, on a, on an aeroplane, yeah. you have to you have to fit your oxygen mask before you fit anyone else's. It's the same when you're helping someone with their with their mental health. Make sure you look after your mental health first. Um, and again, just 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 keep just just nudging, gently nudging, gently kind of checking in. Maybe it's through WhatsApp. Maybe it's a, a voice message through WhatsApp. Maybe it's a a text message. Um, you know, see what that person feels most comfortable with because not everyone wants to talk face to face eye to eye do you know what i mean some people might prefer a walk uh some people might prefer a whatsapp message see what that other person you know is is most comfortable with if you can fantastic johnny thank you so much on behalf of myself personally but also wider society for the people that you've helped the people that you're helping the next generation um, and also I, I need to buy your book um, to give that a read so um, so thank you so much for joining today's podcast it's been an absolute pleasure to, to speak with you today thank you thanks very much thank you for more exclusive insights and content around workplace well-being please subscribe to this podcast and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode